Good morning, everyone. This message that I've got this uh, morning, I've entitled, There is Joy. And I will uh, elaborate on that in just a moment. I'd like to begin in prayer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you this morning uh, with gladness in our hearts. Uh, we've just sung a bunch of songs to you, to your son, and, and the magnificent sacrifice that he, he did for us. And Lord, we have much occasion to celebrate. We have much occasion to look to you with joy in our hearts. Help us, Father in heaven. Let this message, the, the words of scripture spoken, Lord, uh, may they be comforting and may they be edifying and may they bring joy to the hearer. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you've probably heard of the acronym KISS, K-I-S-S. You know, keep it simple, saints. Keep it simple, saints. So that's what I want to do this morning. I want to keep this message simple uh, in the sense that, you know, life is complicated. And uh, it's good sometimes to simplify things when we look at the Word of God and we see just how many ways um, His joy can penetrate our hearts. You know, joy is, is one of the fruits of the Spirit. You've got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I think they almost cascade one off another. That love leads to the joy, and so on. Peace, the patience, the kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, did I miss one? And self-control. So, when we make certain decisions in our lives, Sometimes for the rest of our lives, we as Christians, we're overwhelmed by those circumstances that we find ourselves in. Sometimes I wonder, where is my joy? And when I was thinking upon this, I thought, you know, we, we have that joy. There is joy in the Lord, as a brother John spoke to me just a little bit earlier. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That, that is where we find our strength as believers. Um, there is joy in worship. I mean, come on. It's almost a picture here of what it's like in heaven, only like 24-7. It's like they're worshiping him. They're in joy around the throne. There's gladness. There's, there's, there's harmony. And when we meet together and remember the Lord and we meditate on his word, it's a good thing. And it should fill us with joy. And I know that many of you we, we've all gone through many struggles. We've all endured things that, that try to rob and steal our joy. And that's why it's good to, to, to focus on the simplicity, the simplicity of the gospel, the joy in the gospel. David said in Psalm 51:12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. So even he, he the, the joy left him. He was overwhelmed. He came in contact with someone that was trying to kill him, basically at every turn. And uh, when he was in the caves, and he, he was hiding out the thoughts that must have gone through his head. And he wrote some of these things down when he said, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. He focused on the joy that we all should be focusing on, the joy of our salvation, the joy of his salvation that he gives to us. 
I mentioned a little bit earlier that you know, the, the fruit, fruits of the Spirit, one of them being self-control. Last week, I, I kind of blew a chip, or I blew a gasket, or to say more plainly, I had a, I had a hissy fit. And uh, last I checked, hissy fit isn't one of the fruits of the Spirit. And uh, when I collected myself afterwards, and uh, Diana, my, my wonderful wife, patiently, see, that's one of the fruits of the Spirit, she, uh, she graciously forgave me. And so, you know, it's, it's wonderful when we remember that, hey, we are not perfect. We're perfect in Christ, but here on this earth, we need all the help we can get. Okay, so there is joy. Where exactly is this joy? Where is there joy? Well, there's joy in the morning. How do I know that? Because it says so right here. It says so right here. There's joy in the morning. In Psalm 30, verse 5, it says, For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And for David MacDonald, joy came at about 7 a.m. Friday morning when he received a call for an interview, and then after the interview, he received an offer for the job. Praise the Lord. Answered prayer. There's joy in answered prayer. I've got a great analogy uh, that I heard. You when a child tugs on a parent's hand, and the parent responds by tugging back, you know, they've got their little hand firmly gripped in your hand, and they're just trying to, hey, I'm here, and we just kind of give them a look down, and when we squeeze their hand or tug them a little bit, you know, it gives them that comfort. And you know, uh, when we tug on our Father in Heaven's hand in prayer, and He answers our prayer, which is Him tugging back, it should give us great comfort and joy. There is joy in knowing he is there and listening and caring and protecting and watching and waiting. He is so good. There is joy in knowing who God is. There is joy in knowing that he holds us firmly. Nothing, nothing escapes his gaze. There's no one else like him and he's our father in heaven. If you're a believer, if you've been saved, if you've had your sins washed away, we have much reason to rejoice. This is not how it ends. These last two years, the years to come, this is not how it ends. There's joy in looking forward. There's joy in looking into the word of God and seeing that we're going to forever one day be in his presence and enjoying the joy of the Lord together. Our daughter Renee, when she was about four or five years old, when we were as a family just enjoying our time together, and she looked at me and she said, Daddy, I'm so full of joy. And I just looked back and I said and smiled and I said, I'm glad you are, me too. Those simple things, that joy in knowing that we have protection, that we have someone that ultimately is looking out for us. Sometimes we can, we can rejoice. There is joy in unanswered prayer. There's times where now looking back, sometimes you've got to look back a long way. You go, why, why? And ultimately you look back and you go, oh, I'm glad he didn't give me that. I'm glad that didn't turn out like that. Whether it's a job or whether it's a, you move somewhere and you go, why? Or, or, or you know, a, a crisis that you've had in your family and you go, well, why didn't God answer that? His ways are higher than our ways. Many times on the street, people will say to me, why didn't God 
intervene? Why didn't he stop when that man did that to me? Why didn't he step in? And usually, it's, this is a very, for me, one of the challenging questions. And I usually say, if they'll listen, I'll say, you know what? He, he didn't step in there when his son was being crucified. He could have stepped in. And there was a reason for that. And then, Lord willing, get to share the gospel with these people that are broken, that are hurting. Because the joy that we have, um, pardon the pun, because of the time, uh, it's infectious, right? Joy is infectious. When we see our brothers and sisters rejoicing, we rejoice with them. And yes, when, when we mourn, we mourn with them. But underneath all of that, there's this current. Have you noticed that? When you've gone through things, there's this current underneath of beyond the turbulent waters above. Just like in, 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 if you're in a river or, or floating in the ocean, if there is a current, it, it, it's deep and it moves you. And God is moving us along. He is. In a moment or season of time, our prayers seem to go unanswered. Remember that God collects our prayers. Did you know that? He's collecting our prayers. In Revelation 5, 8, it says, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. The prayers of the saints. Keep praying. Keep talking to God, folks. Saints. When we pray in the name of Jesus, we are praying prayers in accordance with his will and his character. So there is joy in prayer. Joy not only for us, but I think our Father in heaven has joy in hearing from us. You know? A lot of times, the days get busy. We're, it's, it's complicated. And the very thing that we need the most is to be in that communication with, with our Father in heaven. So back to Psalm 30. Weeping we endure for a night. I'm reminded of the Lord Jesus when he endured that night, when he sweat great drops of blood on that night, the Lord Jesus knew it was coming. The Bible says, Isaiah 53, 11, he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. And in Matthew, we read, or do you think that I cannot now, this is Jesus speaking, pray to my Father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels, that's 72,000 angels. One angel, one angel, on one occasion, the Lord sent an angel and he destroyed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. Wow, I mean, there's joy in knowing that. That's not just some statistic, it's overwhelming. Talk about overkill. I think of those angels, I think of them looking on those angels that would gladly come and protect the Lord Jesus if he would but let them. Man, they must have been outraged in horror. They must have been watching the night unfold and seeing the king of glory manhandled and worse by those rebels. And of course, we're all born rebels, rebelling against the only true God in Jesus Christ whom he has sent. But on that resurrection morning, that third day he arose, the day of his resurrection, there was joy indeed. 
And when we meditate on that, and we enter into that, we enter into the rest, as it says in Hebrews, but we also enter into joy. And one day, that joy is going to be complete. There's joy even in waiting sometimes. Anticipating, as was said earlier. It surpasses the sorrow of sin and the agony of regret. When we as believers have placed our trust in Jesus, who suffered the full weight of sin upon him, Jesus who gave his life so we could be free, free from sin and hell and misery and weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and on and on and on. Everything, everything that we deserve, he bore. He bore on that cross. And I know you know that. And maybe there's someone here that don't know that. There's joy in knowledge. There's joy in knowing the truth. There's joy in the gospel. There's joy in knowing how far we've fallen and how much we need. Have you ever fallen, have you ever driven a vehicle into a ditch? John, don't answer this. <laughs> when I was racing my parents about two years ago, they were both in the hospital at that time. It was, it was a terrible time in many ways. And it was really snowing hard, and I went up to get up in the morning uh, to go and see my mom and my dad. And... Uh, I drove my vehicle, and it was snowing, so, and I ended up putting it in the ditch. At first, we try, I tried to, you know, maybe I can push it, or, you know, but it's sliding further. So I got my brother-in-law, he came out, and his son, and uh, my nephew, and no, we couldn't do it. We needed help, so I called AMA, you know, and uh, they came. And you know what? Saints, many times, we fall into a ditch, and we can't get out. We try and we struggle, but you know what? We need to call upon the name of the Lord. And if you're not a believer here, I hope you recognize that you are in a ditch. You were born in a ditch. We are born in sin. And the thing is, that one lie that is so seemingly insignificant to you is a big deal. That one lie is enough to send a person to hell forever. And... When I talk to people on the streets, they sometimes say, why, you're being so mean. It's not mean, it's truth. But if they see that they're in a ditch, if they can recognize that the lies they've told, the things they've stolen, the thoughts they've had, the lustful, otherwise, hateful, all these things, these sins, it'll bear them up in hell. It'll be their undoing on the day of judgment. If they cry out, though, God will come, just like calling out for that, and I know it's a bit trite, but calling out for help to get out of that ditch. The ditch that we're in, you, you can't get out of on your own. You, you, you can't undo the sins that we've done. There was only one solution. Jesus Christ is that solution. You know, there's nothing, here's another occasion for joy. When you realize, this is it. We found the truth. There's joy in the truth. We have found the way. We have found the truth. You know, people say so many times on the street, oh, that's your truth. Like that somehow is going to make it better for them on the day of judgment. It's the truth. Jesus is the truth. The way, the truth, the life. He's the life. We have found everlasting life. Earlier, Lord made a comment about if you die once, no, if you, if you die, if you live, if you're born once, you die, <laughs> you die twice. If you're born twice, you die once, right? 
So you see, when you're born once, it's a physical, it's a physical birth. When you're born twice, it's spiritual and it is eternal, just like death. If you die once, it's physical. If you die twice, it's spiritual and it is eternal. And there's no going back, there's no do-over. And there's, I'm sure, many people in hell wishing that they would have listened. But there are many people here today and maybe online and they're thinking, what do I have to do to get right with God? John was mentioning about his, uh, I won't mention names, John, a person that he's in close contact with who's, who's got everything that he ever strived to achieve. And he says, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. And for us, that just echoes when we think of, when we think of Solomon. All is vanity, right? Because really, when it comes down to it, folks, Without Christ, it's, it's, it's a waste. It's a waste of our lives. And Jesus Christ came to give us life, and life abundantly. And that abundant life, one of the things that is included in that is joy, the joy of the Lord. John 15, 11 says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. So there's another kind of joy that only the Lord has experienced, though. If you look at Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's magnificent. That, that's joy. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross for us, for me, for you. And you, and you, and you, and you. I do this on the street a lot. And you, gospel's for you, and you, and you. It's kind of a, a way for me to just make it a little bit focused on them in a good way. Isaiah 12, 3 says, Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. The wells of salvation. We haven't even plumbed the depths of that well. We'll spend eternity joyfully. There is joy. There's another kind of joy. It's the joy in heaven over one sinner who repents because that person who from birth was under the power of darkness has been delivered from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God. Colossians 1.13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Do you see that the lie that you told so long ago, it's going to be brought out in the light of God's holiness? You would be found guilty if, it, if, if you die in your sins? God's anger, his wrath is not for a moment then. His wrath is eternal. Don't let that be you. If you've been born again, it's not you. If you've not been born again, don't let it be you. God is ready to forgive you. He's willing to forgive you. He's ready to forgive you. And he alone is able to forgive you. And if you come to him in humbleness, trusting in him whose blood was shed for you, you'll enter into the joy of his salvation.
Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for your word. Lord, restore the joy of your salvation this day in our hearts, in our minds as we go out from here, Lord. Grant those who hear this that don't know you, grant them repentance and faith in your Son, the Lord Jesus. And in his name we pray, amen.